Welcome to Rooster Radio, a broadcast dedicated to supporting and promoting local artists and musicians in the Gaston County and surrounding areas. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Cody with a K. Here as always with me is Michael Carpenter. Today, we have a real treat for you. We're on location at the Creature Farm talking with the New Creatures, a five-piece rock band out of McCaddenville, North Carolina. These gentlemen come together to create a fresh yet familiar sound by mixing elements of classic rock with surf rock driven with the heart of a garage rock band. The original sound makes it hard to sit still, so get up and dance with us to their new song, Cruise Control. Right there, ladies and gentlemen, were the new creatures. 
Uh, guys, go around and introduce yourself and say what you do in the band. Hey, it's Conrad. Um, I play some percussion and I sing and I play guitar. Uh, my name is Bjarne. I play bass and I sing and I do the recording and mixing. This is Dino here. I, uh, I play the drums. I'm John and I play the guitar and do a little singing, a little harmonica. I'm Ben, I play the guitar and also do a little bit of singing. Really great to be here with you guys, really great to uh, to hear the sound. I personally love the sound. Michael, what's your thoughts? I, I love it. I don't think it's a secret. This is one of my favorite local bands right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty Thank solid. You. Thank you guys. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, so your band was started by a couple of childhood friends, correct? Yes, yes. Me and uh, me and Conrad, yeah. Kinda, you know, went away for college and started our own little uh, little groups um, and then all came back to form the creatures, brought back some musicians from So you went to separate colleges? Yep, yep. You yeah, so met, met some friends out there. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. I went up to New York and John went out to Montana. Um, John met Ben at Montana, convinced him to move down. And then I played in a band at school with Bjorn, and uh, he moved down. And then that's how the four guys came together. Yeah. And then Dino, we found uh, hitchhiking. Yeah. Well, he was in a, he was in an adult diaper running around our backyard. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we just thought we'd take him in. So yeah, yeah it worked out perfectly. We just made, happened we, to play drums, right? Yeah. yeah. We baited him in with forties and uh, Snickers bars. Yeah. yeah. Well, we kept him in the business. Slowly through percussion instruments yeah. until he was slow. That, that yeah. would that would reel me in. I'd yeah, be exactly. Forties. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, man. Um, so, I mean, your guys' music is so unique, and it seems as, as though it comes from a completely different era of music. Uh, to be coming from such young musicians, can you tell us about your influences, uh, all you guys, like what, what influences you musically, what artists, and, and what inspires uh, the group's unique sound? Well, uh, I would say that we all have such unique influences. Like, Bjorn comes from, like, Metal and jazz. Dino comes from like this. No, is that all right? Well, yeah. There's also like a lot of garage rock in there. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I started out on metal, and then in high school, I played a lot of jazz. So there's that. But nowadays, I'm listening to a lot of like, yeah, garage rock, surf rock. Um, still listen to doom metal from time to time. Love oh, some, yeah. love some doom metal. Stoner rock. Yeah, stoner rock. Stoner rock. Yeah, stoner metal. Great job. Yeah, John's yeah. a big. He used to be a big punk guy. I don't know if you still are. Or not. I, I, I I listen to like everything, but um, mainly influenced by like you know a lot of '60s bands and the garage rock sound that was coming from then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the the influence that unites us is like the garage type kind of harder rock stuff. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, and it totally works out with with the sound because you guys you guys have a great sound. It's very unique. You know, yeah, you, you can hear all of the different influences, but it doesn't feel piecemealed. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. It comes together very coherently. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I just I have a question for one of you in the room. Uh, who's the Bob Dylan fan? <laughs> I would think Bob. Yeah, I like Bob, Bob Dylan, Dylan a lot. Fan. I like I like a lot of folk music. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Me and Connor actually started. You know, when we first started playing music, we played a lot of folk music. Yeah. A lot of we were. Heavily, heavily influenced by um, in, in high school by the Aver Brothers, which is yeah, for sure. Um, just, local band. Yeah, mm, yeah, Concord guys. Boys. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Big local, recognize local. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's what it's all about, man. Yeah. Um, 
And speaking of local, I mean, we, we have to mention the Creature Farm. I mean, you know, you, you have all made the decision to share a house and live together and make music. Yeah. Uh, furthermore, you've invited us to see behind the curtain. Uh, I'm not making any comparisons, but I will mention that there was a very successful rock band that did the same thing in the beginning. Uh, they're called Pearl Jam. Uh, some amazing music came from that time together and, and closeness so would you attribute the close quarters as a reason why your music is so damn good <laughs> probably I, I think it gives us a leg up a little bit that we're always we're always together and, and always have the ability always to jam, practice always and, working on new stuff yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean you guys saw our jam room like oh, it's yeah. just almost too easy to, to practice yeah, yeah exactly yeah. it's also <laughs> nice living all together because like we get to know each other so much better than a band who would be like just coming together to practice because like right. we're not just in a band we're also roommates yeah. we, you know we spend a lot of time I know these guys too playing well. golf <laughs> cooking I mean doing doing a bunch of stuff together yeah. so yeah, yeah. I'm that, sure that, that definitely sh- helps those shared experiences too kind of help uh, inspire music as well for sure I think I think living together too we've all learned how to like work with each other on a personal level as well as like like when we're in the jam room like being able to like give each other constructive criticism is like we've all kind of learned how to do deal with that like living together as well like it's it's easier to like communicate the music because we like have to communicate shit like sorry uh, stuff like uh, like doing the dishes like he's gonna do the dishes you know it's like you know that's awesome though yeah you know I, and I, I think it does give you guys a leg up because it's so unique compared to uh, really anything I've ever heard. Like, I'm a big fan. I'm kind of nerding out right now. <laughs> I was going to ask, like, how do you, are you guys able to handle that criticism from each other and take it in a positive way and not, you know, take it as a slide or get, you know, butt hurt, so to speak? Right. If, yeah. if one other guy doesn't like something, are y'all able to? kind of compartmentalize that and, and take it for the constructive criticism that it is? Yeah. At first, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, I, at I, first, I think, it was a little tense. <laughs> yeah, I think living with each other and, like, learning each other's personalities and, and like, knowing how to talk to each other about that kind of stuff is, is uh, has made it a lot better now. But, like, you know, that's just something that comes with time, I feel like, with playing with musicians and like yeah I think knowing your band I think we respect each other so much just as musicians you know we're all I think we're all really good at what we do in the band I think once we realize that we can really say oh he thinks this could sound differently so I'm gonna respect that because I know I know what he's talking about I think right right well to that point um how does the songwriting process look like like I mean, obviously, with the jam room, you, you go right in, you start jamming, you start picking up something groovy sounding. Uh, but how did the lyrics form, and, and how, how is it determined who sings the song? That's a good question. Yeah. Um, sometimes, it really depends. Sometimes, one of us will, will bring like a, a completed song to the table, and we'll say, you know, this is what I want here. Like, let's try this beat. Um, but then other times it's more of a collaborative thing where someone comes up with a cool riff um, or a cool chord progression and then the lyrics will come with that. We'll, some, sometimes we sit down together and write lyrics, sometimes the song's already done. So it's just... It's different for each song and it's different for yeah. each writer. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we do have four people that write songs in the band, so 
it's that's really cool. Dino writes too, man. Yeah, Dino writes as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 We do a little writing. <laughs> we, we, yeah. yeah, we all we all contribute. I don't mean to leave that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is which is great, man, because um, you know it gives you different perspective and like what 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 line works here, you know, mm-hmm. versus this line that I had an idea about. I don't For know, sure, you know what I mean. Yeah. Just coming coming from someone who also writes some stuff sometimes. Right. Sometimes I write some stuff, so it's great to have the collab, you know? Yeah, and it's really nice, like, for me, I have a hard time, like, I'll, like, write some good lyrics and then, like, sit on it for a long time. And I'm like, how am I going to finish this song? Yeah. So it's nice to, like, be able to come to these guys and be like, what do you guys think? <laughs> what do y'all think? Yeah, like, yeah. What, how could we... Add some more. Does anybody have any ideas for the yeah, next Yeah, sometimes and it's like we got to urge each other to work on stuff because sometimes we do get a little lazy because we have such an easy setup to yeah. write music all the time. So sometimes we just need that kick in the butt a little bit. So do, does the, the vibe or the, the sound of the song kind of determine who ends up doing vocal on that? Like, do you, Have y'all figured out that this... You know, Conrad's gonna sound better on this song because it suits his voice better. Is that kind of how y'all determine who sings the song? Or usually, it's whoever writes the song usually writes the lyrics for themselves. Yeah. Um, but we have had a couple talks where, like in my for in my case, I'm not great at writing lyrics, but I do like singing. That's so Fooey. He's great at writing lyrics. <laughs> so I've told the guy. That's just a bunch of <laughs> So I've told the guys, like, hey, if you write lyrics, I'd be happy to sing them if you don't feel like singing them. So we've also had those types of discussions. But for the most part, usually we kind of write our own lyrics, and then mm-hmm. other vocalists will add in harmonies where they think it sounds good or where you know somebody else thinks it would sound good to have harmonies like me and Ben our voices work really well together and John and Conrad sing really well together so we definitely use that those pairings to our advantage I mean I hope that you know that you do have a very rare thing going on where you've got so many guys that you know, the last band I can think of that can do that was the Eagles I had a feeling you were going to say the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the only other yeah. band I can think of where everybody right. could turn around and sing a song at any time. Yeah, yeah very true. I yeah. appreciate this. Yeah. This it is rare. It is a rare thing. <laughs> also, playing live right now, unfortunately, is rare with everything going on. <laughs> yeah. Coronavirus, all that stuff. Uh, but I'd like to know about the the first live performance that you guys had. All together, yes. yeah. Yeah. We had a few. Honestly, we had a few firsts because yeah. there was, like, there was the first gig that the new creatures played, and that was, um, that was just Conrad, John, and Ben because I hadn't moved down yet, and we hadn't met Dino yet. And then there was the first gig with the new creatures where I had moved down, and then finally the real first gig with the new creatures would have been after Dino joined us. Yeah. Where was that at? I was Common Market South End yeah. on their back patio. And how did they go? It was cool. Yeah. Um, That's a different vibe than like our venue when we play venue shows. It's um, a lot of friends and family, more family oriented, what we're kind of shooting for there. But um, So you didn't play well. Cocaine Summer that day? <laughs> I think well, we, we did. Might have. I think we did. <laughs> yeah. Still without that. Yeah. So we, we, they understand. Those kind of gigs they have us playing for about two and a half, three hours. And so we just got a lot of time to fill, so we're playing a lot of stuff. But what that also means is it's less a spotlight on us playing and more of us just playing over a long period of time, and it's more relaxed. And it was great because we could get Dino up playing on the songs that he had learned, but there, and 
but then if there was a song that he didn't know as well, then you know whoever was playing drums at the time could take back over. Yeah. Um, and it was it was kind of nice where we could kind of really relaxed vibe. Yeah, it was it's relaxed. Nice. We could work work you know in. We you know got comfortable <laughs> playing with him, and now now look where we are. Yeah. Do, do you guys have any any horror stories of any shows that have like gone wrong or anything? Tennessee. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Wait, no, should we tell the parking brake story? Oh, oh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, tell about the gig, I'll, I'll tell it very. Um, I was not here for that gig. That was a wild. So <laughs> it was really something. So Connor was in Cambodia, um, and Dino got us a gig playing a fraternity darty. Um, day day party. At wow. at, uh, at uh, University of Knoxville, right? Yeah, Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah. Or University of Tennessee, Knoxville. Or whatever it's called. <laughs> anyway. Uh, higher education. So we, these guys were like, yeah, we'll pay you like 400 bucks. Come down here and like play some music. We get there. They're like, yeah, you can sleep on our like fraternity house couches. But uh, like, I don't think we're going to be able to pay you guys. And like, here's two cases of beer. So we got like pretty slammed playing this show. Um, and then we went back to this fraternity house. And, uh, you know, we took like a, a four hour nap. And uh, nobody was there. We were like the only ones in this fraternity house. We could have like, we could, yeah, we could have messed with them a little bit. We should have. Um, but uh, we got into the van. Um, we had sobered up by then. But we drove like you know Knoxville to Asheville is like that really windy road. Yeah. Um, and we're like driving, and all of a sudden the van's just like full of smoke, and we're like, what is going on? Um, and I had my phone because the speedometer in the van is broken, so my phone was. Um, these guys were all like kind of sleeping too, uh, and the phone was in front of like the speedometer and all the like check engine lights and like the the um, emergency brake light as well. So what happened? I guess uh, I forgot to turn the emergency brake on, and I like drove from like halfway to like Knoxville to Asheville. It's probably like a half hour, maybe <laughs> yeah. more. Yeah. Just with the e-brake fully on. Yeah. And we finally like pulled over at this like little gas station in the mountains and, and this guy, he was like, do you guys like need some help? And we were like, yeah, we don't know what the hell's going on, man. There's like smoke coming out of the back of the van and, and we're like, what? like, what's going on? We're in the middle of nowhere. And he was like, he was like, all right. And he's like looking around. He's like crawling around on the ground. I felt kind of bad. He's like looking under the van and stuff. And then he goes up to the front of the van, moves my phone, and sees that the brake light or the uh, emergency brake was still on. Aww. So we like, yeah. <laughs> we the looked other... like a bunch of a bunch of idiots. <laughs> the other. The other funny thing about that is, is after that he was like, "Hey, do you mind if I take a picture of your van?" And we're like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" And it's got our Instagram handle on the side. It looks cool. Like, why not? But anyway, like three days later, we we see that somebody posts on our Facebook wall, and it's it's that picture of our van. And he's like, "Happy to help you guys out the other night. Next time you drive, don't forget to turn the e brake off." <laughs> roasted, boom, roasted. Well, speaking of of. Uh you know, shows, things of that nature. What are, what are some shows of some of the bands that you've seen live yourselves? And what were what were some of your favorites? Tell us about it, like an, an experience that was inspiring, you know. Like, when you seen it live? When you saw it live. Blew your mind. Well, I'll just, mind. I'll go ahead and start with this one. Connor and I used to, I'm gonna go back to the Avery Brothers again. Um, but we used to go every New Year's to their New Year's show, which is either in Raleigh or in Charlotte. And we did that for like seven years, mm-hmm. I feel like, straight. Um, and at the end of these shows, these New Year's shows, they would cover like an old classic rock song. 
and it's like this cool like Americana folk band they're like covering like some Pink Floyd or yeah. like something really cool but there was a time when Seth was he, he was like an all black man he was sitting on the on the stage and, and he was uh, they were playing Time by Pink Floyd and he was just like ripping a solo like sitting there and we were like really close to it and I was like this is really that was cool. when you got that energy flowing through your body yeah, yeah it's like you don't you don't get to see people play that song in front of this many people that often and like that's yeah. pretty that's pretty cool special. yeah i would yeah. add that they're just probably the best performers i've i've ever seen i've been to a lot of concerts and they're just they bring the energy like no other they're they're a different vibe than us but that was that's like they're just in your face like get people pumped up like that's the same vibe I want yeah, they're, they're a fantastic band mm-hmm. like, there's no question about it yeah I'm ready to see some fantastic bands at the Rooster man how, how do you guys feel about live music in Gasonia like a live music venue I love it yeah I think it's awesome we yeah. need more of it and putting in a new a new venue is the, the perfect move yeah <clears throat> absolutely I, I have a question and you know I don't, don't want to get too heavy here but while I was listening to your music and getting prepared for this, I noticed there was a clear jump from the first EP you put out to the second EP in in the maturity of the music. And I hope you understand what I mean by that. Yeah. So that jump, not just the music, but the lyrics as well of your music, was there, were there changes between those two albums but among you guys or with the band that may have contributed to that or was it just a natural evolution of your, of your music well the fir- first thing is Dino wasn't even on that first yeah. EP um, so, so you're the guy really you were yeah, the glue you're the, yeah. you're the back <laughs> he's, 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 he's the glue yeah. 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 and he's younger than all yeah. of us yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 20 years young yeah that's awesome no I think um, we we did record that a little bit differently, um, but aside from that, when Dino came into the group, there was just this feeling, just like really rock and roll. Like he brought, he was exactly what we were looking for. It took a while for us to find him, but he just brings the heat. Yeah. And I think- um, Puts the heat on it. He yeah. does, he makes it spicy. It's yeah. a hot sauce. We did, <laughs> we did audition quite a few drummers um, and after you know after a bunch of those auditions we'd kind of be talking like well you know he was, he was all right like yeah we could probably work with him and then after we played with Dino it just you know it felt super right and then he moved in with us like a month later so when you know you know yeah when yeah. you know you know exactly that's very true also another big part about finding a drummer for us was like finding someone that we got along with as like person as well like this guy's gonna move in with us you know yeah. this guy and drummers are notoriously uh, wishy-washy yes yeah. <laughs> no offense to any drummers listening but yeah, you no, are yeah <laughs> tell us um, somebody that everyone should be checking out musically like, let's go through the band and uh, talk about a band or a singer or a group that you're listening to now that everyone should know about and probably doesn't I think me and uh, me and John were talking about uh King Gizzard. Yes. Mm, King yeah. Gizzard. But you should type this man about King Bro. Gizzard. He's the he's Love the big. King Gizzard, man. Yeah. 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 They're a great band. Yeah. So everybody should be checking out those guys if yeah. you haven't. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Yeah. Look it up. Look up Quarters, too. It's really that's nice. A, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. What about you? Um, you know... I, I 
kind of am stuck with my CDs. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I listen to all these guys show me new music all the time. I love it. But I'm not the most actively seeking out stuff. You know, I just have CDs that I've had for a few years, and I like them a lot. You what's, know, what's in the collection? Uh, all kinds yeah, of stuff. Like, well, it's Santana. I like Santana a lot. And, uh, we just got this new Bill Fleck and the Fleck Tones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. UFO Tofu. We play a track number seven. Seven magic fingers yeah. all the time. <laughs> we just it boogie, we just boogie yeah. all night. It's a sexy yeah. track. Yeah. Yeah. I need to peep that track. Yeah. I've not heard this. Track it's seven. a wild band. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I've been personally listening to a lot of um, Eric Burden and War. Um, yeah, Eric Burden is the lead singer of the Animals, but um, just recently I've gotten into that. The two of the, those two groups, yeah, him getting together with Warren, like that's been a big influence for me the past past week. Honestly, did, did you did you last week? It's not been very long, but I've been listening to them a lot this past week. You know the Animals? Yes, yeah. They've got a song that that you guys might consider covering up. Uh, oh God, please don't let me be misunderstood. Uh, it's yeah. my oh, favorite. Oh, please don't let me be misunderstood. Yeah, that's my favorite song. Yeah, it's a great song. song. Yeah, song. That would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, what about you guys? Yeah. Well, my, my, my go-to band is always the OCs. Um, pretty... If you're into garage rock, they're pretty well known, but then again, probably not everybody has heard of them. Um, but I also like some... Sort of smaller bands in that same sort of vein, Acid Dad and Stydide are two great sort of garagey rock bands out of New York City, and uh, Naked Giants is another one out of I want to say Seattle, um, but those are those are what I, my go tos. Yeah, you guys would like Naked Giants for sure. Yeah, Boa is also fire. Oh yeah, Boa. True. Boa. Also, I would feel bad not like Twin Peaks. Out of Chicago, one of my favorite bands. Dude, I've got so, so much musical homework to do now. Yeah, <laughs> you got a lot to listen to. Yeah, I really do. Um, also, Skeggs. It's true. Skeggs. The Chats. And the New Party, new, uh, North Carolina band. There's oh, okay. so many. Oh, yeah. I'm going to need a list. If you're taking notes at home. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. All you listeners out there. Oh, you guys have recorded in multiple locations, right? So can you tell us about the studio recording process and how you ended up recording with, with those studios? Every session that we've recorded has been different. Um, we've recorded here in our house in the jam room. We've recorded at a studio up in Salisbury. We've recorded at John's Mountain House. We've recorded at a house down in Myrtle Beach. And not only have the locations been different, but every session has been a little bit different. Um, when we were in the studio, that was pretty much straightforward. We we let um, we were working with Brian Gluff up at Malbec Studios. Um, we let him pretty much take care of everything, and we just played the music for shout the out. for yeah, the other. Out, yeah, Malbec Studios. he's yeah. Awesome, he's done great work yeah. recording us. Um, we're looking forward to going back another time soon. Uh, pretty much everything else we've recorded, we've done it just with ourselves, and we've. I mean, yeah, every session's a little bit different with our demo EP. We recorded it by doing drums and one guitar first, and then overdubbing the rest of the parts on top of that. With our EP, Home Cooking, we just set up as many mics as we could record at one time in the room and just did a take, and that was that. No overdubbing. 
Um, most recently, we recorded a, a set of four songs, um, which we're still working on. Don't don't have a release date for you yet, but those ones we recorded drums, bass, and guitars, and then went back and overdubbed percussion, vocals, extra guitar parts, etc. So it's always a little bit different, but we've been having a lot of great success um, with recording ourselves. And I think we're going to go forward with that as well. And, Put some more time and effort into doing. We're, we're getting doing better at recordings time. for sure. Bjorn, Bjorn does the the mixing and mastering, and it's just getting better every single time. Every yeah, single time. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't think there's any creative differences between the members of the band, but are there ever? Like, you mean for specific songs, or just like in general? Yeah, just in, in gen- general, maybe. And with, and with well, has, has there been, has there been, yeah, has there been a time where it's like, no, it's going to be this way. Yeah. And you're like, no, it needs to be this way. I'm playing never, a solo. Yeah, yeah, never. Oh, I'm going to do this here. <laughs> yeah. Never for like, maybe for little specific things. Yes. But never like the general picture of a song. Um, we're all just kind of naturally get on board with. The general direction of songs and stuff. I do want to say this. One thing I have noticed: each of your songs does seem to have like a clear direction. It it almost seems effortless. Like you have this idea, and you were able to project or, or get that idea out in a very clear way. Like that's got to be a testament to you, your guys' conviction in what you do. It has to be because all of your songs have a clear. Mm-hmm. You know, message or style or something that you're getting some emotion you're trying to evoke, and it and it right. really does come through. And, and I'm just it's just a basic compliment. That's not a question. Right, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. No, I think uh, I was just gonna say I think it goes back also to what we were talking about earlier about like us, you know, you know, playing so much together and living together, we get really good at working with each other it just goes back to what we were talking about then like it's really easy for us to sort of make compromises and and figure out like oh well you know one person wants to do it this way another person wants to do it this way maybe we can find a way that's sort of in the middle and so we've never really had any big like arguments about like no I'm taking a solo here you know so yeah. we, we work through stuff like that we pretty well which is which is great it makes the writing and I guess yeah the writing process go really smoothly for us that's awesome, man. I, mean, I think you guys are going to go places. So, uh, can you guys define your success for the new creatures? Well, your idea of success. What, yeah, well, what's your idea of success? Being able to pay rent. Yeah, we keep doing what we're doing and pay for what we need to, but, you know, keep playing the music. And that's success to me, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we. We really have like uh, a certain image in our heads of success. Like we don't really think about getting super famous per se. I think it's just about you know we're we're trying to get bigger. And that's we're trying to go up from here. And that's all that matters. So in other words, you just want to share your your gift, your yeah. art with as many people as possible. It's about the music. That's, that's what it's all about. Yeah. I think we kind of skimmed over something in the very beginning of the interview. You guys, you know, you, you guys pretty much all met in college for the most part. What made you decide to make the transition to, to focus fully on music? And like, this is what you want to do. Where, where did that come from? It was John's crazy idea, to be honest. <laughs> uh, he, he had to convince me pretty hard to move down. So I went to school for like a little bit. Um, I plan on going back eventually, but not currently because this is happening. Uh, 
but um, you know, Conrad's got a, a degree in in uh, political science. <laughs> yes, yes, political science. Yes, and is a minor in Arabic, right? And and is you know, for the past two summers uh, before this, he had been working for the U.S. Embassy in, in the Middle East, actually, and and I, you know. I kept telling him, man, like, we got, this is the only time. And I was like, I've known you for so fucking long. So, so freaking long. So very uh, long. <laughs> that, that uh, you know, we got, we got one, this is the one time to do it. And, and we're not going to do this when we're 30, you know, like, it took yeah, a little bit of convincing. Yeah, we, I mean, yeah, I mean, but, you know. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Only time will tell. Well, I didn't mean that. I mean, we can't just like, you know, start off, like, going to these, you know, start our, careers is, is you know and then look back when we're 30 and be like why didn't we play music when we were 22 and take it as seriously as well, we did, I think know? that's why that was wise of you to point that out because you know it just so happens he was right, right. you you have this incredible sound you and, and, and you're building on this and you know this magic may not have been there when you were 30 you know, yeah right? yeah right and uh, I just think it took a little bit for me to realize that John was right, and uh, we, you know, we grew up. We grew up a little bit writing together here and there, but we didn't write that much. But the things we did write in high school, they were pretty groovy, and I just had to think about, you know, there there is something special there, and like we we can do this. And I think I think both of us felt that way. When I met Ben, like I felt the same way, that same energy of like writing music together and playing, and it just felt so right. Like yeah, me with and just that well. idea of like, hey, what if like you know Bjorn and, and Ben met each other and played together, and like what if Connor and Ben met each other and played together, and like me and Bjorn met each other and played together, and like that would be really cool. Like because these are all like you guys had something really cool up at Slough. And you guys were doing something awesome, and me and Ben had something that was uh, <laughs> I would call lazy, but it was <laughs> but it was re- it was really cool, and, and what we were trying to do was really cool, and we didn't have we didn't have like the knowledge honestly of like recording stuff, so like our early recordings are fun to listen to, <laughs> but like the the sound was there, and like what we were trying to do was there, and like having all these people together, like just. It's awesome. Like, it it really know. is a collective. Everyone's yeah. bringing something different to yeah. the table, and all of it matters and is important. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, you've guys got lightning in a bottle, and you know, I personally, I wish you all the success in the world. That's you as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you definitely got a fan here. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're definitely gonna have you guys up at the Rooster playing some music. Oh yeah. Can't as soon as we possible. can't wait, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so guys, tell our listeners where they can find you. Um, I, I think I, I heard your stuff uh, with Bandcamp. Michael Michael shared the link with me. Um, but are you guys anywhere else? Facebook, all that? Yeah, we have uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram. Twitter, we technically have a Twitter. <laughs> we don't really update it, but it's there if you yeah, want to look at it. it does. Um, and then our music is on Bandcamp, as you mentioned, Spotify, iTunes, all the major streaming sources. And it's all at and the New Creatures. Yeah, all that stuff is at the New Creatures Band. YouTube. Um, or just the New Creatures. And then, yeah, we do also have a YouTube page mm-hmm. called The Creature Farm. And that's where we upload photos of or videos of us playing live music yeah. videos, um, maybe a documentary in the future. We'll see about oh, that. We're still working right. on that. 
That'd be great. And so, we yeah. just we just dropped a music video for Cruise Control, so oh nice. yeah, we dropped that today. So make sure you yeah. check yeah. that out. Yeah, you, you listeners out there, check it out. Yes. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see it myself. I haven't seen yeah. this yet. We should watch it together right after this. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that right now. Let's do that right now. <laughs> We're gonna wrap it up. Yep. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna party with these guys. We hope you enjoyed this broadcast. That's right. That's right. We should get in a beer. Yeah. So so uh, from us with Rooster Radio. Uh, I'm Cody with a K. This is Michael Carpenter. Um, Till next time, guys. <laughs>